Hi, this is Raina G. Uh, first of all, let me apologize for the July 3rd, 4th podcast because of all the uh, fireworks that were going on. It was pretty miserable for days around here and nights. I don't know, five, six, seven nights in a row. Um, I call it pyrotechnic orgasms these people have to have or something. They don't understand how it affects dogs and cats and old people and working people and everybody else in the neighborhood, but thankfully and hopefully it's over. And tonight we're going to do a little something different. I want to I want to tell you something about Kamala Harris, and then I want you to listen to a man from the North Carolina GOP. So let's check on Kamala Harris. You know who she is. Her father, Kamala Harris's father, was an avowed Marxist professor in the economics department at Stanford University. That's in, uh, for those of you who don't live around here or there, Palo Alto, California. Both of her parents, both of them, were active in the Berkeley-based Afro-American Association, which Fidel Castro and Che Guevara were the heroes of the Afro-American Association. The group's leader, Donald Warden, who's also known as Khalid al-Mansur, mentored two young Afro-American Association members, Huey Newton and Bobby Seale. Those two people, you may not, if you're too young, you're not going to know them, so look them up. They created the Maoist-inspired Black Panther Party. If you ever watched Forrest Gump, you see the Black Panther Party there. Um, They got strong support from Communist China. The Black Panther Party served as the model for creation of Black Lives Matter, a Marxist organization. Okay, Khalid al-Mansur subsequently went on to arrange financing and facilitated for Barack Hussein Obama to be accepted as a student at Harvard Law School. Now, Harris, following her graduation from college, returned to California and became the mistress of a 60-year-old married speaker of the California Assembly, Willie Brown, Jr. Brown's political campaigns were supported and funded by Dr. Carlton Goodlett, the owner of the Sun Reporter and several other pro-communist newspapers. You see where this is going. I hope you do. I think it should be making some sense. This attempt to overthrow America and make it communist has been going on for quite a while. Okay, Um, let's see, where was I? Okay, he was elected, Brown was elected mayor of San Francisco, and he endorsed Harris's Marxist political philosophy. He guided her political rise in California politics, leading to her election as California's attorney general. William Brown Jr. was a well-known, long-time communist sympathizer. Willie Brown Jr. was initially elected to public office with substantial help from the Communist Party USA. Today, he's regarded as one of the Chinese Communist Party's best friends in the San Francisco Bay Area. While serving as San Francisco District Attorney, Kamala Harris mentored a young San Francisco radical Maoist activist, Natifa Simon, who was a member of the STORM, that's a revolutionary movement. Simon currently chairs the Bay Area Rapid Transit um, System, that's BART, on the board. Always been close friends with the founder of Black Lives Matter, Marxist domestic terrorist, Elisa Garza, as well as STORM member and avowed communist, Van Jones. You remember Van Jones under Obama? He was in the cabinet for a while, but Glenn Beck did some stuff and found out about him, and uh, he left. But Valerie Jarrett said she was so proud to have him on board. Valerie Jarrett. 
people, I'm going to do a whole thing about Valerie Jarrett the next couple of days. Van Jones, he was on CNN as a commentator for a long time because they knew he was an avowed communist. Okay, Harris is openly and aggressively supporting Black Lives Matter. Marxists. Kamala Harris still closely associated with Latifa Simon and Alicia Garza. Now, Kamala's sister, Maya Harris, was a student activist at Stanford. Stanford, very hard school to get into. I'd like to do the research to find out how she got there. <clears throat> she was closely associated with a man named Steve Phillips, who was one of the leading Marxist-Leninists on campus and a longtime affiliate with the League of Revolutionary Struggle, which is a pro-Chinese communist group. Phillips came out of the left, and in college he studied Marx, Mao, and Lenin and maintained close associations with fellow communists. He married into a multi-billion dollar Sandler family of the Golden West Savings and Loan Fortune. He's funded many leftist political campaigns and the voter reg registration drives in southern and southwestern states in order to help his very close friend, Barack Hussein Obama, so he could defeat Hillary. Phillips has been a major financial supporter for Kamala Harris's political campaigns for all her elective offices. You see where this is, right? Well, now, where's Harris going from there, right? Her husband, Doug Emhoff, works for the law firm DLA Piper, which boasts nearly 30 years of experience with um, in communist China, okay, with over 140 lawyers dedicated to its Communist China Investment Services branch. He was just appointed to professor at Yale so he can school future lawyers in the fine points of communism. Now Harris, back to her, when she was elected to the U.S. Senate, she appointed a pro-communist Senate Chief of Staff, Karine Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre was active with the New York-based Haiti Support Network. Now you remember Hillary Clinton and Haiti, right? The Clintons and the Bushes destroyed Haiti. The organization worked closely with the pro-communist China Communist North Korea Workers World Party and supported Jean-Bertrand Aristide, Aristide, the far-left communist former president of Haiti and the radical Novalis movement. Fortunately for Harris, but potentially disastrous for the republic, elected office holders are not subject to the security clearance process. As a matter of fact, I and another called the FBI when Obama got into office and asked them if they did a background check on him. And they said, well, no, because he was already a senator from Chicago. I mean, a liar, but a senator from Chicago. And um, he didn't need a background check. So if they had done a background check on her, she never would have passed because of her 40-year close ties with Marxists, Communists, Maoists, and Communist China. She never would have been approved for acceptance to any of the five military service academies, been appointed to a U.S. government sub-cabinet position, or would have been approved to fill a sensitive position for a high-security defense contractor. Yet, since Joe Biden was elected, Harris could be a heartbeat away from being president. The U.S. Constitutional Republic is being threatened by the People's Republic of Communist China, externally, and by their very active espionage, espionage operations within the United States. So we have the virus that's to kill off our people and also a big distraction and it made sure they could get uh, Biden into office. Okay. The People's Republic of Communist China, the PPC, has 1.4 billion people 
It's governed by the 90 million member Chinese Communist Party, who has been working with Russia and others to destroy the U.S. Constitutional Republic for over seven years. Kamala Harris. You should never have supported her because what's happening with Dementia Joe is suffering from the early onset and will continue decline in cerebral awareness. He'll never be able to fill out a four-year term of office. So the socialists, the Marxists, and the communists who control Kamala Harris are planning to enact provisions of the 25th Amendment in order to remove Joe Biden so Harris can become the first communist president of the United States. Okay, Biden was elected, but because Biden won't be up to it, she would lead the effort to appoint very dangerous anti-American leftist, communist, socialists, and Marxists to fill highly sensitive positions in the Washington deep state bureaucracy. Oh, think about it. U.S. Intelligence, Department of Homeland Security, Defense, the Justice Department, Department of State, the FBI, the CIA, most cabinet positions, National Security Council, and the White House staff. It's a very serious threat to the United States. She's been a fellow, fellow traveler of Marxist, communist, Maoist, socialist, progressives, and Chinese communists for over 35 years. Who was right about her? Think about it. Who was right? Trump said he accused Kamala Harris of being a communist subverter. He wasn't wrong, because she very much is. Now I'm going to have you listen to this man from uh, North Carolina... GOP. I hope it comes out because I have to change change uh, microphones to do it. So I'm going to check, but I'm going to play it. So just give it a second. It's going to come on. Hold on. The greatest example about that I saw and witnessed it firsthand on television during 9-11. People running away from those burning buildings, running away in horror. We saw policemen and firemen running to those buildings, basically running to their deaths to go help others because they saw trouble and they knew that they were needed. That's got to be us in this day right here. We've got to run to the trouble, folks. And what is the trouble? The trouble is the Biden administration that is seeking to turn this country into a socialist hellhole. The trouble is Antifa that wants to roam the streets and beat you into submission. The trouble is Black Lives Matter. Claims to care about the lives of black people, but it's turned a blind eye while violence in black communities are taking lives at a genocidal rate. They've turned a blind eye. That's where the trouble is, and that's what we've got to run to. We've got all the right in the world on our side, and there ain't no reason to be afraid, and there ain't no reason to not take the challenge Dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima, raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, it was Americans. Quezon, there was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. 
You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who tower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud and remember who we are, that we are Christians, that we are Americans, that we are Republicans, and that we are conservatives. And as long as we stand as a vanguard of freedom in this nation, freedom will survive here. Not only survive, it will thrive. So guys, it's time to put on a pass. Time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us. For all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks. Because if there's to be freedom in this nation in the future, it is only going to come at the behest of the Republican Party. The grand old party, the party of freedom and equality, the one that always has been and the one that always will be. God bless you all. Thank you very much. God bless the great state of North Carolina and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. So hopefully that came through. Right, hold on, I got to change the microphone again. And we'll go back over here. Um, the reason I did this is I don't think people truly understand how deep we are in this war. We are in a war, in a war. You understand this? We are in a war with China, with communist China. Uh, there's no other way to put it. They've been infiltrating our government, our schools, our textbooks, our technology, our millennium generation, uh, our corporations, every, I mean, I had to change a light bulb today. It was a 60 water and we pulled it out, unscrewed it, pulled it out to see what the wattage was so we could replace it. And it says made in China. And I just threw it. I just threw it because I understand the Chinese people are not responsible for what the communist parties do. And, and they make things and they're trying to keep their economy going. But, I don't want to support the Communist Party in any way whatsoever. And we are. We are by who we elect, like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, any of the people that are associated with them. Valerie Jarrett as the advisor wasn't wasn't elected, but she was running the country. She may still be, I don't know. Hillary Clinton, the Bushes even went communist. They also are, you know, with, with their Marxism, it's kind of contradictory because they're also into the Muslim faith. And uh, I think that they're using and have been using black people so that we can become communists and then the communists and the Muslims can fight each other. But they're using you. If you're black, they're using you. I had a conversation the other night and I asked this one, did you vote for Obama? Yes, I did. Did you vote for him twice? Yes, I did. Why? Because he'll, he was black. He'll do more for the black communities. And I, I thought he would. And, and did he? She thinks he did because she saw some documentaries where where blacks were being beat up by police or whatever. Well, okay, that probably happens. I think whites get beat up too. But you know who kills more blacks than anybody? Black people. About 86 or 90% of black murders are from a black person. So 
racism, yes, it does exist. It'll always exist. It'll never go away. Never. When I was young, we were racist in different ways. We never, we never did it so hatefully. I mean, if we had Polish people that lived in Dunkirk three miles away, then we made Polish jokes. Okay, you're a dumb Polak. If they had blondes in the 80s, everything was a blonde joke. So there was blondism that went on. Um, if you were Italian, people called you greasy. You were greasy Italian, you know, like like from American Graffiti or Greece. That's why they called it Greece because Danny, Danny was an Italian guy. So there's always this stuff because we, everybody sees it as negative. I think we should look at it more as we're recognizing the differences in cultures from our heritage. But like this man just said in North Carolina, your heritage is here. You're an American. It was Americans who have done all these great things for the rest of the world and in a young 245 years have made gigantic strides to stop racial inequity and uh, oppression, etc. And you'll hear a lot of black people say, I'm not oppressed. I've got a house. I've got a job. I work hard. When I work hard, I get paid. When I get paid, I can buy things. When I can buy things, I'm happy. When I can go on vacation, it's okay. And I'm happy. I'm not oppressed. And you have white people who say that black people oppress them. And they don't understand themselves if they happen to be upper middle class white people that they are racist. Well, yeah, of course, we're racist because I believe in my Italian heritage and then being American. So you believe in your black heritage, but now you have to believe in being an American. That's the difference. You're not an Afro-American. You're an American. Chinese people don't call themselves Chinese Americans once they become citizens here. They don't, Colombia, I have a good friend across the street who's from Colombia. He doesn't call himself a Colombian American. He's an American because he gets his citizenship. He's an American. He wants to be an American. And if you listen to the July 4th podcast, you understand what that means, that you accept the fact that we are a chosen country under divine guidance, under God. And that God, you know, some people say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, if you get up in the morning, you take a breath. You got something out there that's higher than you are that's allowing you to do that. So you have some work to do to figure out who that is. But we have this common commonality among Americans. We believe in the American idea of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's all God-given. And so that's what is they're trying to take away. Basic freedoms, basic but those basic freedoms will, will cost you your life eventually. We are in a war. you got to step up. Now, he says, go, you know, go charging in there with your muskets and uh, your cannonballs or whatever, because that's what the revolution was about. But um, I'm, not, I'm not calling for violence unless they shoot first. Then you be ready. Then you shoot twice as hard back. You know, Obama used to say, they bring a knife, you bring a gun. Okay. Okay. So we will. But people have to be ready for it, and they have to believe it. I cannot believe that I still have people around me. They aren't in my close circles, but they're around me who say, you know, if socialism isn't bad. Then go to a socialist country, please. Please go stay there for six months, a year, maybe only three months. It might take a week. And tell me how good it is. Tell me that you can speak freely, that you can dress as you like, that you can live where you want, that you can get a job, that you can work in something you want to do, that you can love your life, that you can get up happy every day. Tell me that. Go to one of these countries and tell me that. Show me the children of those countries. Tell me that they're happy, that they get 
good education is that they're, they have recess and they can play and they can grow and they can learn. Tell me that they aren't fearful. Tell me. Come back and show me. And then maybe I'll listen to you. But in my country, freedom is important and we're losing it. So people, I hope you, I hope you share this. Um, you know, this could be my last podcast. I'm not sure. I'm a little passionate about what I do, but I'm also a little disappointed in how people respond. So <clears throat> um, go to earthwalk-usa.net, click on podcasts, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, share this, okay? And remember, freedom isn't free. God bless America. <laughs>